Linda McHenry, host of The Writer's Voice. And my guest today is Ray Anderson, who writes wonderful mysteries about hiking. And he is here to talk about his new release. Go ahead, The Divide. There you go, Ray. And we're going to talk about hiking and we're going to talk about writing um, and marketing as a senior. How are you doing today, Ray? I'm doing fine. Thank you very much. I've been looking forward to this. And this is my newest book, The Divide. This is the third book in a series. I have these hiking thrillers, and it comes about because I've hiked three long-distance trails. As a matter of fact, the three longest ones in our country. The Appalachian Trail was the first one, Mm -hmm. and the Pacific Crest was the second one. And this one here, the Divide, takes place along the Continental Divide Trail. And they're all thrillers. So where in the Continental Divide did you hike? Because when I lived in Montana, I went over the Continental Divide in multiple places. Well, here's where I have to be honest. They have in hiking what they call a triple crown through hiker. And I made two legs of the triple crown, the Appalachian, the Pacific Crest Trail. I saved this one for last, and it became a little bit too much for me. But I only take the reader where I've hiked. And to answer your question, I made it from the Mexican border through Colorado, up until Wyoming, a little bit. But all the action in this thriller takes place in New Mexico and Colorado, in particular Colorado. So I wish I had finished. I may come back and finish it, but for the purposes of this book, the reader is in good shape and I take them in those places. So you like writing about what you know then, huh? Exactly. Uh, Early on, uh, my agent said to me, well, in your case, you're not a professional writer or a journalist, but you have uh, enough training and you can do the writing. In the other case, uh, you may not be uh, a Mount Everest hiker, but you have done a lot of hiking. So with the two, you should be fine. And that's kind of the way it's worked out. That's excellent. So now another thing that you are sort of accomplished at is writing and marketing as a senior. Yes. Talk about that perspective and how that's different, because officially I'm going to be a senior in a few months. (laughs) Well, it is uh, different, and it is uh, very hard. I think most of my writer friends would agree that you have to put the time in to try and market your books. I've been trying, and uh, they've been doing fine. There's just so much more I could do. Truthfully, I have not used a publicist. I've been thinking about it, but I do it on my own. The biggest thing I rely on is my uh, constant contact list. And I have about 2,000 people on there, and I know 500 are good for buying a book. So that helps. And then from there, I try to set up sessions. Uh, Now, of course, it's on Zoom, but I do try to go to libraries and events. I'm always available for talks panels, and all that. I put myself out there. I will also say that uh, a couple of organizations in the greater Boston area have halted me a lot. One is Grub Street in Boston. The other is the Mystery Writers of America, which I'm a member of. And these two organizations do have venues for writers to market their book. So that helps. But there is constant pressure. There's never enough time to do all the marketing necessary. So I try to do the best that I can. Well, this is it. And see, this is one of the things with the podcast here and dealing with other writers. The more people you know, and the more you broaden your network, 
and the more friends you have and the more people who will say, hey, Ray is a wonderful guy. You got to read his book. Hey, Ray's books are great. You need to read them. I think the easier it becomes. But like you said, it's really tough to start that way, especially if you never did it before. That's right. But I've been learning and I'm still on a bit of a learning curve, though. With each book, I think I've gotten better. The other thing that happens is it's the geography as well. Everybody seems to know the Appalachian Trail. That was my first book. That was even on the news and in politics uh, a number of years ago mm-hmm. when some politician escaped on there and they couldn't find him for a while. But when you get to something like the Continental Divide Trail, even when I did it, there's hardly any people out there. Of course, I did it nine years ago, but it depends. And I haven't really broken into the Colorado Midwest Western area as much as in the East. So I'm looking to try and break in there and sell more books. So I have that to think about. Well, let me know because I have a newsletter list of a whole bunch of people who live in Montana. Mm, And like I said, the Continental Divide, you go over that in Helena, you go over that in, I think, Bozeman. Great Falls is a bunch of different places. Well, thank you. I will take you up on that. I'll definitely make a note of it because I didn't do as much hiking up there and uh, I would like to try and connect somehow. When I send my next newsletter out, I'll include your book cover and let them know that it's available there. Thank you. So see, this is the kind of thing where, where, you know, the more people you talk to Mm -hmm. about your book, it's just like sales. A lot of people don't realize that marketing and sales are the same. Well, sales is a component of marketing. And the more people you talk to, Mm-hmm. the more likely it is you're going to accomplish your goal. Right. Now, how adept were you at technology before you started writing? Did you use computers in the internet a lot? Yes, I was pretty good at that. I okay. did have a network of friends and I did learn things on a computer. My wife is also pretty good. And between the two of us, we figured a lot of things out. But I was thinking what you said before about networking. That is huge mm-hmm. for me. Like you say, putting yourself out there, even my signature on my emails, I I do have my books listed and I have some other things. My website is listed so they can jump to that. Mm -hmm. These are things I never had before. When I send out letters to people and all that for other events, on the bottom, I just always have my website and email so people can, can go to it. That's right. So that's helped a lot. A lot of people make inquiries to me about certain things. They want to know about my book and I save the email when I answer them. It's a legitimate way to put them on my contact list. So a lot of things like that I've been able to do. And that's it. And like you said, it takes a lot of time. But what I found, and I think a lot of people say, is when they market and they decide what they want to do, especially on social media, you do too much. And I know for me, I have always had a presence on LinkedIn because of my insurance career. Um, Uh, And my youngest daughter said, Mom, you need to put your writing on there. Put everything on there. You're one person. You do all this. So that actually got me my very first contract writing job, my LinkedIn profile. So I love that. I do Facebook but I still don't have a real big comfort level there. Mm-hmm. And I do okay with that. Twitter, again, you know, what do I say on Twitter that people are going to want to hear? I don't want to talk about my meals. Okay. <laughs> and if you're just constantly bombarding them about yourself. And I think the podcast for me is a way that I can get my name out there, but I'm also getting other people's names out mm-hmm. there. And I think that that's another thing when you do your networking and marketing, if you help other people, You don't have to focus on yourself and feel like you're selfish and you're just constantly, everything's about me. If you help other people as well, it's more fun and you wind up accomplishing your goal, but you're helping other people as well. 
Well, that's true. And you mentioned a couple of things that uh, struck me. I do quite a bit on Facebook, but they've changed a few things recently, and it's become a little confusing in some areas. Twitter, you know, hashtags continue to uh, drift away, and it, some things seem to go sideways. I just don't feel on top of my game when I'm on Twitter. LinkedIn, I feel comfortable with. Yeah. And I reach people on LinkedIn that I haven't seen in some of the other platforms. Mm -hmm. Now, podcasts, for me, frankly, is something new, although a lot of my writer friends are doing it, and they have good things to say about it. And in your case, that's how it started. Some of my other writers, I looked at what they had done, and I was that's why I wanted to get on yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. And well, you know, one of the things too that I, in fact, I talked to a couple of writer friends as well, you know, doing some of these, these recordings. And I think one of the things that we writers can do is maybe do live panels, get two or three or four mm -hmm. writers together, pick a topic and talk about it and share your perspectives, do it live. People can sit on, they can watch, and then we can put the recordings up and everybody can have those recordings on their websites or whatever. Again, that's another way that we're sharing our expertise with the public, with other writers and readers and fans and any interested parties, but you're marketing yourself too. And, and that's what I'm all about. I'm all about doing it smart and doing it easy. Yeah, and if you well, can do something and have it work for you in multiple ways, then so much the better. Well, keep me in mind because I, I'd like I to be part of that. Can you tell me what is the difference between podcast and YouTube? Well, you know, they kind of encompass the same thing. It's just like marketing does, it encompasses sales and network. Mm -hmm. A podcast is primarily audio. Okay. Some podcasts include video, just like YouTube is primarily a video. So for example, if you listen to a podcast, you can listen to it on your smartphone mm -hmm. and you don't need to be on a computer or a PC or watch it. Like these podcasts, if you go on to the website where they're hosted, if there was video, you could watch it as well. But you can just listen to it on your computer or your phone or your tablet. YouTube is primarily intended for video. Now, there are some people who have YouTube videos, like I have a couple on there. I have a Zoom tutorial. I have a, a how to use GoTo webinar tutorial. Mm. Uh, last month, I did a free 30-minute training, a web training on marketing tips for beginners, which I you might want to see. Yeah, and I recorded that. And all those are, are the screenshots of the PowerPoint presentation. Right. Okay, so you hear my voiceover and you only see PowerPoint. So those usually don't get as many looks because people want us to see people interacting. Um, right. But again, if you're looking for an instructional video, that's it. Like with my podcast, I try to accomplish as many goals as I can. Yeah. So we have the podcast that we're recording now is going to be audio. And we're going to edit out some of the video mm -hmm. and do a YouTube trailer. So I try to do both. So again, they can both accomplish the same goal, but they're primarily marketed for two different audiences. Well, that helps me. I think I told you, I did have a Zoom launch last night for The Divide, my most recent book, but uh -huh. they did not record it. And I didn't record it here either, even though I was sitting here. And a few uh -huh. people that could not make it for uh -huh. whatever reason said, send me the recording. Mm -hmm. And of course, I don't have it. But the Zoom seems to be very, very popular now. And I yeah. guess uh, that'll be doing more of that too. Yeah, it's very easy. It's user-friendly. So what you need to do is you need to have another launch 
okay? A relaunch and yeah. record that, and then you can give people the recording. Yeah. <laughs> right, there was too many buttons at, at one time. That was my first Zoom launch, and it was yeah. different. I had PowerPoint slides myself. Uh -huh. They made me a co-host. The uh -huh. library hosted it, and I was the co-host. So I had to bring up my own power slides and, yeah. and get in it, and when I get out of it, make sure I didn't lose everybody. Yeah. But it, was, it went very well. And you know, that's the whole thing as with anything else, as with writing, okay, as with anything else, you start out and you're a newbie right. and you have some knowledge and you think you know more than you know, and there's glitches and, and the more you do it, the more you pick up. And I agree with you that Zoom accomplishes a lot of goals and it's really good. I do a lot of web trainings. I use other platforms and Zoom is good for something like this, where I want to record the two of us at the same time, mm -hmm. I can record with two audio tracks. When I do insurance trainings, I like go to webinar or go to training because just that setup and the, the right. different options it has. So you just need to find the marketing tool mm -hmm. that is going to help you accomplish the goal right. that you want to accomplish. Yeah. You know, and that's different. Well, I thank you for sharing all your information because again, each of us has a different level of accomplishment. We all have special right. talents and insights. And I know I've heard the same thing maybe a dozen times and the 13th time or the 15th time, someone will say it in just a way where a light bulb goes off in my head and I get it. That's right. You know, and there's one more thing I, I could share and it happened with this book, The Divide. Uh -huh. I sent out my campaign letters through Constant Contact, and I sent them every two weeks, which uh -huh. seems like a lot. But the way I did it was I took people up the trail. The first one came out about oh. uh, three months ago. We started in New Mexico, and I had pictures, and I told them a little bit about the book. And then two weeks later, you know, we we're in central New Mexico. By the time of the launch, about a week ago, or when the book was released, I had them right in Colorado, where the final action took place. And it was- Oh, that's kind of said to me, hey, when's the next teaser memo? And it worked out very well. So for other writers out there, that's something you could think about rather than just the same thing. In my case, it was easy because I took them up a trail. You took them up a physical journey, but yeah, yeah, if we, you can find a way to take them on a journey, tell a story with it. That's a really good idea. Yeah, actually, someone else gave me the idea. And, you know, like most people, if I find a good idea, I'll I'll. Adopt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it funny how we can come up with the best ideas for other people and the ones we want, we take from somebody else, right? Right. Well, that's really neat. Thank you for sharing that. I think everybody is going to enjoy that. Well, I've enjoyed having you here on the podcast. Show us your book again, The Divide, which was released in August, but it's available everywhere, right? Yes. And people available. can find it on your website at raykanderson.com. And in all your bookstores or wherever good books are sold. Wherever good books are <laughs> sold. Very good. Thank you so much, Rave. I had a lot of fun. Hope to have you back sometime Thank again you, soon. Linda. Thank you very much. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.